This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on a rainy, gray, snowy Tuesday afternoon, December 5th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. It's Travel Tuesday, and we'll focus on planning the perfect cruise in our next segment. But right now, building a foundation of financial literacy for your kids can start at home. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Ed Jertsen, certified financial planner and founder of the Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. Find them online, engagewealthgroup.com. Ed, thank you for joining us today. A number of school districts are introducing financial literacy courses to the curriculum, which is probably welcome news, not only parents, but also uh, for people in your line of work, but you don't necessarily have to wait until high school rolls around to, to teach some uh, money lessons that can last. Yeah, that's a great point, Rob. And we are such big proponents of financial literacy at all ages. And so what we're trying to accomplish here is really trying to create a good foundation for the next generation. And like you had alluded to, you don't have to wait for high school. I mean, you can start with grade school children and just get them into the spending plan idea, right? in terms of a budget and how you spend and how you save. And then ultimately you can start graduating into, you know, greater areas of financial literacy, like investing and credit and and how to handle debt, all of those good elements, again, creating that solid foundation for the, for the future generations. And, and don't worry. I I make this observation as a parent myself, don't worry that uh, you may be going over their head because they can surprise you with uh, either their knowledge or at the very least their intellectual curiosity. I mean, my oldest daughter is 10, and uh, the business report usually comes on as we're uh, dropping her off at school in the morning, and she asks questions about uh, market activity and currency, so she's listening. And so if, you, if you're worried that maybe you know, 8, 9, 10 is too young, no, it's not. Well, when we talk about money, nothing will get your children's attention quicker than money. So, right, it's ubiquitous in our society, and as a capitalist society, it's really important. So if you've got that interest and you've got a child who's got a spark in it, by all means, kind of run through that door as fast as you can. But your listeners have to realize that there's a time and place. And so if your child is showing no interest at all, the worst thing that you can do is try to impress upon them the importance of this when they just are not tuned in. So good for you, good for your daughter. And again, it's time and place with these conversations. And then on the subject of investing and teaching them about investing and that this doesn't necessarily have to be a uh, what we used to call a castor oil education, that uh, you have to suffer through it because it's good for you. Uh, you can make it fun. And the, you know, children now, <laughs> nowadays it seems like children are so, like it can name intellectual property and the, the movie studios behind certain entertainment products. Uh, why not introduce them to investing in Disney or Paramount or uh, some corporate entity that is producing a piece of media they like. 
Absolutely. All you need to do is look around your household, and there are publicly traded companies everywhere you look. And just by opening their eyes to the fact that this company makes this product and they're actually trying to have a profit, and oh, by the way, as a shareholder, you can benefit, again, you're really getting them engaged to open their eyes to the world. And what a great way to kind of start. But ultimately, once your child starts having a job, and they start having income, you know, start a Roth IRA. Even if they're under 18, you can start a Roth IRA. Then start introducing them to the block and tackling of investing and really get them involved, not only from that, if you would, intellectual standpoint, but actually putting real money to work. Again, great, solid foundation in terms of setting that stage for future generations. Ed Jertsen, Certified Financial Planner, founder of the Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. Find him online at EngageWealthGroup.com. Coming up next, Next on this Travel Tuesday, tips to best choose a pleasurable cruise. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday and cruise bookings are poised to surge in the coming years as passengers flock to the seas. Joining us with tips on planning a family cruise is Cindy Richards, editor-in-chief of SheBuysTravel.com in Chicago. Cindy, thank you for joining us today. I mean, there, there's one thing that's not in dispute, Cindy, and that is the fact that if you go on a cruise this year, chances are that ship is is going to be crowded. Well, that certainly seems to be the the case. Everyone is reporting that the ships are um, selling out, the prices are going up. But I will tell you, you know, just this morning in my email, I had four or five different email pitches for last minute cruise bookings. And the last minute cruise bookings don't often work for families. But, you know, not everybody listening here today is, is going to take their kids. So if you're looking, I'd say look around. You might still find something for this winter that'll get you out of Chicago and into the onto the beach in the Caribbean somewhere. And I'm sure uh, a, a sandy beach and uh, bright blue water and a sunny sky does seem uh, very appealing, especially if you were uh, trudging along the Kennedy, which was uh, 90 minutes at one point between O'Hare and downtown this morning. So I understand the desire to get up and go. But if you don't have that luxury, you're, bringing, you're booking a family cruise with your kids. I mean, obviously the, the most, uh, you know, the, the one that's aimed directly at you is the Disney Cruise Line, but all the big cruise operators have ships that have the same amount of fun. What kind of things do you have to evaluate when you're going on a ship that might be crowded? Is it the size of the pool? Is it uh, the availability of uh, seatings for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Uh, what are some good rules of thumb? Well, it's all of those things and more, right? So uh, booking a cruise is very complicated, and I, I always recommend people go to a travel agent who specializes in cruise bookings because I think this is one time where going on the internet is not going to be your friend. Um, you you want to figure out um, what your family likes to do. Are you, um, are you all about nature? Then you might want an Alaska cruise. Are you all about the beach? Then you're not going to go to Alaska. You're going to go to the Caribbean. Um, then once you know where you're going to go, then there are any number of different ships you can take. So do you want a smaller ship? Do you want a medium-sized ship so there's still plenty to do, but not so much it's overwhelming? Or do you want one of the mega cruise ships um, where there's so much to do that they, you know, they give you an itinerary and there's no way you could do half of it in a day? Um, so there are a lot of choices. You need to ha come into it having decided your budget, your destination, and what kind of a cruise experience you want. Once you've done that, then if you're traveling with a family, you've got to figure out where you're all going to sleep, Right. 
Um, you can do, if your kids are old enough, you could try to do connecting um, uh, cabins on the ship. I mean, we've done ones where, you know, we slept in the outdoor cabin or in the cabin with the balcony um, on the outside of the ship and booked across the um, hall an inside cabin for the kids because all they were going to do was sleep there. So it depends on the ages of your kids and what they like to do. Cruise ships have really gone all in on families. So there's the uh, the most amazing variety of things to do from mini golf to um, water slides, uh, Disney movies, movies by the pool. There you'll you'll never lack for something to do on a cruise ship. And then very quickly, uh, you can also talk, depending on how old your kids are and what their interests may be, you don't necessarily have to go to the Caribbean. I mean, if your kids are really into nature, why not go to Alaska? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a magical trip to go to Alaska. And, and if you have kids who, who love wildlife, you know, they're going to see it for real, not in the zoo. Um, there, there really is a cruise for just about everybody. And one of my favorite things that I discovered when my kids were like eight and 10 on a cruise ship is it's a great vacation for, for parents too, because the, the ships are a contained space. The kids can be away from you. And, you know, once my eight and 10 year old found out that there was free ice cream by the pool, Anytime they wanted it, they didn't care whether I was there or not. As you say, Cindy, uh, Disney Cruise veterans know that uh, if your kids love the Oceaneers Club, then uh, you'll have a grand old time, uh, just you and your adult partner. Cindy Richards, Editor-in-Chief, SheBuysTravel.com, based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, a leak leads to the early release of the trailer for a hugely popular video game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The company Take-Two Interactive has unveiled its much-anticipated Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer earlier than planned because of a social media leak. The game won't be released until 2025, but the trailer has the video game world buzzing with excitement. Let's find out why. From Carl Prouty, the technologist at Apt Electronics, in Glenview. Carl, thank you for joining us today. Uh, the Grand Theft Auto, the franchise, or Grand Theft Auto uh, 5, which came out 10 years ago, is the second best-selling video game of all time behind Minecraft. So it goes to follow, I suppose, Carl, that uh, when this game is actually released uh, over a year from now, it's going to be a monster. I would absolutely imagine so. Just for, for a game to have come out a decade ago and to still be as massive as it is now just speaks to how much people like it. And I think having to wait 10 years for the next version is only going to make that anticipation just go through the roof when it actually gets uh, released. And, and what type of, uh, what are the secondary effects of a, of a giant hit of a video game coming out? I mean, is, will people get new consoles uh, just to uh, play this game when it is eventually released? That's certainly a possibility because as of right now, they've only announced it for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. So if you have an older system and you want to play this new game, you're going to have to buy one of the newer systems, it sounds like. Nothing's really, nothing's really set in stone yet, but that's sort of what all the rumors are pointing to. 
And then uh, as far as the economics of a massive video game is concerned, I mean, a blockbuster movie comes out, it makes all of its money in the theater, it makes it gets people to sign up for a streaming service. Uh, way back when, when Dinosaurs Walked the Earth uh, inspired people to buy DVDs. Uh, but it seems like the economic tailwind of a massively popular video game uh, is even more powerful than if it was a hit movie. Oh, for sure, because not only not only are you buying the game, buying a new console, but then you're also you you use money within the game. So if you want to uh, buy a house in the game, you can either do missions to to earn money that way, or you can buy something. It's, they call it a shark card for for this particular game. But you can buy you can use your real money to buy money in the game. So it's generating revenue that way as well. So it's just it, it's it's just so massive. You know, what's interesting, too, is that uh, it, it also drives music discovery in, in, in some ways, because I will look at the comments on YouTube for a particular song, and, and my example is uh, The Beat Goes On by The Whispers, and the first five comments are, how many people are here from Grand Theft Auto V? <laughs> so a lot mm-hmm. of people learn about music through playing the video game because it has this immersive world and has an immersive playlist. Absolutely. Yeah, you get exposed to, I mean, for, for good or bad, I guess, with, with this particular game, but you get exposed to so much that you wouldn't necessarily run into throughout your daily life. So, And music is one of those big things where it, some people don't listen to music all that much, but they'll hear it in a video game and that, you know, triggers something in them to want to keep listening to that stuff. Carl Prouty, the technologist, Apt Electronics in Glenview. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead on this Travel Tuesday, using your next trip to restore your physical and mental health. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A decision has been made regarding a proposed migrant tent camp on the southwest side. The Israeli military continues to pound targets farther south in Gaza. In Travel Tuesday, using your next vacation as an exercise in Zen. And a boom in so-called ghost kitchens has not developed as expected. WBBM Business. The markets are mixed right now. The Dow down. 75 points. NASDAQ up 21. S&P 500 down 4. 39 degrees right now at O'Hare under cloudy skies at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, the state of Illinois says it will not proceed with a migrant tent camp at 38th in California in Chicago's Brighton Park neighborhood. It cites a thorough review of a report by the Illinois EPA of the proposed side of the south on the southwest side. Some removal of contaminants has already taken place. The state says it'll work with the city to identify what it calls alternate shelter options. The Israeli military focusing its latest efforts on Gaza's second largest city, Khan Yunis. CBS News correspondent Charlie Daggett reports the Jerusalem government is hearing concerns from the international community about the safety of civilians. What they are trying to do, the Israeli forces say, is they're being much more specific. They understand the pressure that they're getting from the United States and from other uh, countries and organizations to try to spare uh, civilian casualties. So they're being very specific about these evacuation orders to avoid uh, Khan Yunus, those neighborhoods, and move to areas that are closer uh, to the coast. 
A report from the Wall Street Journal says Israel is now considering flooding Hamas tunnels with seawater. It's 1232 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are mixed right now. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your, bring your business home is Matt Shapiro, president, MWS Capital, based in Chicago. Matt, thank you for joining us today. And after a runaway November, it seems like the major indices are taking at least a couple of days to take their breath. Yeah, yeah, Rob. I'm um, kind of a mixed market. Some stocks are up. You know, Apple near an all-time high. Tesla is up today, but kind of a mixed picture back and forth. No real trend of direction. But the big story are yields, Treasury yields plunging again. That's good. Yields going down, bond prices going up, loosening financial cre- uh, conditions, making mortgages more affordable. Amazing 10-year yield, 419 down, 10 basis points today on a cooling job openings report. And when we look at uh, the 10-year yield, uh, which is uh, just, uh, you know, as you just mentioned, uh, 4.19% uh, down from uh, north of 5 at some times uh, just a month ago, uh, what does that mean for the consumer interest rate picture overall? Uh, I also noticed that uh, mortgage rates are uh, going down, uh, just hovering over 7% right now. So uh, this, uh, this back off, you know, this, this lowering of Treasury yields uh, will eventually benefit the consumer. It will. And also a stabilization of yields wherever they are. So right now, if the yields just stay here, 410, 415, 425, but aren't so volatile like they have in the last year, and investors and banks and lenders can see that there's sort of a steady path long term, that will bring those rates, those consumer rates down even more mortgages, and that will be very, very healthy. Remember how uncomfortable it was a few months ago to face rising yields as either an investor or a home buyer, now they're just going the other way relentlessly. It's really remarkable. It's all about the Fed ending its rate increases. It's all about inflation cooling and also the economy doing really well without making inflation. And then on the uh, the, the the job openings report that was released this morning uh, showing uh, once again uh, the number of uh, job openings is going down, and that's to be expected, but is this something to be concerned about or is that, uh, that number of job openings uh, going back to the pre-pandemic trend? I think it's coming into balance, uh, and it had been out of balance, of course, for years. And please, let's not go the next direction about people being overly concerned about a cool down, which is really good. We'll have to see Friday, Rob, with the jobs report. 190,000 jobs are expected. Uh, That's more than last month when it was 150. We'll have to see the quality of them. If we have, again, a moderate kind of 2015-ish jobs report, employment report of, you know, 100, 100,000 plus, that is going to be good reflecting an, an economy in balance. And that will be really good for stocks and good for the yield picture again. You know, we've been talking about uh, efforts to fight inflation for uh, nearly two years on the business hour and, and, and the Fed ratcheting up interest rates. Uh, w- to use a military analogy, what is the end of the war going to look like? Because it seems like that's in sight. The end of the war is the 10-year yield sitting somewhere around here, which is comfortable for everybody. Um, Short-term rates, which are over 5% right now, 5.4%, being taken down slightly to under 4, making the yield curve into balance. 
um, that will spur the economy. We hope high productivity, AI, technological innovation, and um, you know, reasonable employment and a cooling inflation trend. That will be great for stocks. It will create a sustained long-term bull market boom. Matt Shapiro, President, MWS Capital in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Travel Tuesday, using your next trip for self-isolation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday. Today, we're looking at using a vacation to help detoxify, rejuvenate, and reset your body to a healthier lifestyle. We're joined by Juliet Huddy, travel vlogger and curator at JetSetJulietTravels.com. Find her on YouTube at JetSetJulietTravels and on X at Jet Jet Set Juliet, but she's on your radio right now. Julia, thank you for joining us today. I mean, normally you know, we talk about going on vacations and uh, you eat and drink your way through some of the greatest places in the country mm-hmm. or in the world and you come back and uh, nothing fits and you decide to buckle down and you know run off all those uh, all those uh, great meals and glasses of wine you had. But, uh, this is the opposite. Yeah, th- this is, this is uh, skipping the, the, the workout portion and just going straight to, uh, to, to getting your head back together. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we make a lot of strides over the year. You know, we make all the New Year's Eve resolutions. We got back to the gym. We lost some weight. We ate healthy, meditated. You know, congratulations if you did that. (laughs) Unfortunately for some of us, all of that goes right out the window in roughly two weeks from now. Because when the holidays come, a lot of us feel an inordinate amount of stress. And we deal with that by taking up the old bad habits, you know, eating, drinking too much, just being excessive with everything. And then after the holidays are over, we're we're finding ourselves feeling and looking like, you know, a giant walking toxic blob. Now, I'm not a nutritionist, but I actually have some advice to help you guys feel better with just two words. And it does involve vacation. It is wellness retreat. These are like basically they're usually mini vacations where you just pamper your mind, your body and your soul. Um, They can range in price from a couple hundred dollars to a couple thousand dollars plus you can go with your partner, you can go with your wife, your friends, you can go solo. I mean, the point is, Rob, that you just you pamper yourself the way you want to. And if that means detoxing, great. If that means eating better, great. If that means working out, great. And we happen to have some of the best retreats in our backyard, right, in our neighborhood. I was going to say, what are, what are some of the things to know about uh, to going on a wellness retreat above and beyond saying, hey, isn't that Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you basically want to be able to pick something that you know you're going to be able to stick with. I mean, personally, uh, working out is fine, but I want to go somewhere. If I'm going to go somewhere, I want to go somewhere where I have some options. And um, this is a good, really good example, and it's actually right around the corner. It's the Waldorf Astoria. You know, you've got the 14,000-square-foot spa that's going to make you feel like Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette. But obviously, your heads are not going to be not only... <laughs> I was going to say, at what but, point in their life uh, do you feel <laughs> like that, but... They will say, well, your heads will stay connected to your person at all times, but, you know, they'll be pampered and they'll be soothed along with the rest of your body and your mind and your spirit. And the thing that I love about the Waldorf is that I'm a history freak and a Francophile. So the, the Waldorf is like catnip to me. It just oozes France. You've got the Parisian inspired, inspired courtyard. You've got the French products from Biologique Recherche. I mean, it's a great choice for people who don't have the time or maybe don't have the funds to get away for a long weekend or, or even overnight. I mean, you can stay obviously at the hotel, but you've got the spa, you've got the fitness center, you've got the, the lap pool, the indoor heated lap pool, great restaurants nearby. You've truly got everything that you need to rejuvenate right in your own backyard, but you can decide what you want. Um, 
you know, people maybe do want to get away. If you want to get away, there's something I don't have you. Do you go up to Wisconsin at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I used to live near Milwaukee, so uh, I'm familiar with a couple of uh, the resorts uh, that are within driving distance of Milwaukee. Well, yeah. Well, there's a there's one that's that's fantastic, and it's in driving distance of Chicago, of downtown Chicago. It's the Geneva National Resort and Club. Now, this is not your typical spa retreat. This is for Chicagoans who are looking for a little sport at their spa. The spa there is amazing, and they've got three restaurants and a steakhouse. So it's not like you know you're going to go into this zen like hippy dippy thing. The thing that I think a lot of people will like about this is that it does have three golf courses that happen to be designed by. Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, and Lee Trevino. And the best thing is, it's like about, I don't know, like an hour and 45 minutes from downtown Chicago. So it's easy to get to. But again, it's, you know, it gives you a little sport. Um, one that actually is really versatile, that is some for people who really want a lot of options, is just a little bit further north in um, Wisconsin, in Kohler, Wisconsin. Oh, I love that. I, lo- I love Kohler. I'm a big fan. Okay, I've, I've never been there. I, but everybody raves about the American Club. You saw the Blues Brothers, right? Yes, I have, of course. I have it memorized. I mean, okay. I, I'm a Chicagoan. You have to, like, memorize that in kindergarten. Oh, my God, yes. I, I memorized it growing up. When I, yeah, exactly. It's like, what were my parents letting me watch that? But, but anyway, that's a whole other story. Well, to quote Jake during the, you know, the big chase scene in the mall. This, 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 this mall, this place has everything? <laughs> The American Club, it's a five-star resort with a Kohler design spa. So you know those jets, you know those water features are going to be like epic. But they've got treatments with names like Fire and Ice and Lavender Rain. You know, it just makes me sleepy thinking about it. But there's also the PGA Champion Golf Course, a 500-acre nature reserve. You can hike, you know, you can get your blood going, or you can just meander and reflect. There's this whole fitness realm with spin classes and tennis and yoga uh, overlooking the lake. And then there's 15 dining options. You've got a restaurant serving British and Irish-inspired cuisine. I mean, and the, the, the thing that I love about it is that it was built more than 100 years ago. And it was built actually to house the workers who are coming in from all over Europe um, to, that were going to be working at the Kohler Company. So it's great for people who love history and lots of options. Juliet Huddy, thanks for joining us. Now I want to go to Kohler. Money Talks as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Once hailed as the future of dining, ghost kitchens are now facing a crash. We welcome in Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the restaurant coach in Chicago. Izzy, thank you for joining us today. And this seems like another case of... A pandemic-era business idea going by the boards and that the business conditions that existed in late 2020 and 21 uh, weren't necessarily permanent. Right. And uh, what looked like a great idea, and I certainly thought it was a great idea to get through the pandemic, I don't think anybody saw the future where, uh, you know, within two years of the pandemic being over, that people would go back to their uh, previous habits of going into restaurants and not being masked and those kind of things. So that was, it, it took a little while, but boy, when it hit, it was substantial. And the ghost kitchens concept was essentially, uh, it, it's it's takeout dining without the dining room, that the kitchens were just there, and then uh, various delivery services and apps would uh, pick up the meals and take them to your home. Right. So, you know, one kitchen, and I saw this one kitchen had like five restaurant concepts, uh, all different names, different logos, different websites. So you would go to the website and you thought you were doing business with a small, you know, restaurant in your area just to find out that maybe it was a larger chain that had a a ghost kitchen and they were doing that. But, you know, that was the idea. 
And uh, it worked for a little while, but it, it just did not connect long term, again, because people are, are going back out uh, dining and looking for, uh, you know, to sit down or to, to get their pickup uh, from a local business, not a not a big corporation. It seems like the lesson from the pandemic and coming out of it is that uh, people really do crave human contact in, in in one form or another, whether it's going out to a restaurant, going to a movie, going on vacation. You can't live your life virtually forever. Right. No, that they, uh, you know, people are wanting to go back out. I'm seeing that certainly in our restaurants. More and more people are going out. And actually, our to-go sales across the board are down substantially from where they were two years ago. And uh, as we came out of COVID, you know, we saw them slowly over time, uh, you know, start to uh, go down. But now it's like they've fallen off a cliff where, you know, those to-go sales a couple of years ago were 25 or 30 percent of our sales. They're right back down to 5 percent. Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. The Restaurant Coach, based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. If you missed any part of today's Noon Business Hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.